we go. Love is in the air, folks. Happy Valentine's Day, JoJo. Special, You're not my Valentine, but I do love you. Eric Ender's Lang Show, presented by Precision Pro Golf. Very excited to be here. Precision Pro, also excited to be here for a lot longer. We just signed a 500-year deal. <laughs> yeah, we're going into the next millennium <laughs> with our favorite rangefinder. Go to precisionprogolf.com. Use the promo code Eric, E-R-I-K, not E-R-I-C. We see you out there. Dude, don't do it. I see you, Eric's. Nothing like seeing a, a heartfelt message come in saying that you changed your life. I don't care. Your name. I don't care. You call me whatever you want, as long as you call me. Yeah, call me by your name. Uh, welcome to Valentine's Day special. On the preci- I just want to go back to the Precision Pro story a little bit, because we, we were at the PGA show mm-hmm. and got a chance to spend a lot of time with Jonah, co-founder, and I hadn't really spent a lot of time with him. And it was really great to talk about our plans moving forward and how, you know, our goal with our partners, and I, and this is sort of Precision Pro, but this is about partnerships in general. I just want to take a moment here and say, you know, the things we care the most about are, uh, you know, membership and community and bringing people together in an authentic way on the golf course, on the internet, in the internet, on the internet, wherever. And, and, and what we really love about our partners is that more and more we're able to work with them to create that dream in reality. And I don't know, Jojo, have you had a dream that's come true? Except for that one where I was blind. <laughs> he dreamt that he woke up late and he woke up later. Yeah, that that did happen two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I've had some dreams come true. I, I have a, a wonderful job, a, a wonderful community of friends, um, but it took work too. You got yeah. to work to make those dreams come true. Yeah, and you have to write the dream down and get clear on what that means to you. And, and so Random Golf Club is a dream that started more than five years ago. And... Uh, the club aspect of what we're doing here is, you know, obviously this episode that you're about to listen to, which I haven't heard yet. I'm so excited to listen, which is Jojo spending time with Brett, our ambassador in Phoenix, newly in Phoenix. And anyway, our partners are what's going to make our community function possible in every way. So when we launch our membership, which is coming, I'm not, I just checked. I'm not allowed to say yeah, when. He, he, he looked at me and I, uh, I held a gun. To I'm going to say April or May. How's that? April okay, or May. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. It's coming. And it's going to be, honestly, it's going to fuck. Is, can you say that? Yeah, you're allowed to say that. It's not like a sexual fucking. It's no. more of like a uh, sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sweet spot. Happy Valentine's Day from us to you. <laughs> if you want to get fucked, uh, just... <laughs> Come over. Hey, look, but seriously, you know that's not what we're about. Yeah, it, not at all. Um, I mean, I am about procreation. And honestly, we were talking about doomsday prepping and we were saying who at the table should go. And I, I was like, guys, it's four guys. We need to talk about this. Anyway, um, look, Bill and Frank, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, tell us about, you know, this documentary called The Last of Us. Uh, you know, how did you guys meet? I did see that. I saw Nick Offerman do it. So Eric's a little all over the place right now. And he, if you want to, uh, I'm if, wide awake. If you want to get the air, give a little tag. Yeah, that's uh, that's hanging out. I don't want to paint that out later in post. Yeah, um, I call that a bag tag. By the way, really nice sweatshirt. Thank you. It's part of our new spring collection here. We've really leaned into the monogram as it relates to your spring. Mm. And so, if you want to put a spring in your step, this is not medically approved. Uh, you can obviously check out the spring collection. We got a lot of cool new things: shorts, pants, jackets. No jackets. Uh, shirts, t-shirts. We even got well. Uh, okay. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, all that, all that going. Um, I'm also wearing the vest right now, and it's 
It's clean. Very, very comfortable and clean, as Eric said. There's a lot going on this past week. Uh, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. 42. 42, which I told you is the meaning of life. And so you haven't- you I don't understand that. You haven't read um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No. That's before you turn 43. Because this, oh, is, this is the year it's year. relevant. Yeah, you have some time. I feel like I could cry right now. Douglas Adams. You got to tell me what it is because I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I'm just being, it's, an, it's a nonfiction book. No, it's not a nonfiction book. Oh, it's fiction, it's, I mean. It's fiction. I don't read fiction. It's not, but it's not truly fiction. I live a fiction book. Yeah, that is true. I don't, I don't, I don't want to read it. I don't want to read about someone else. Yeah, either. but think it's like a manual for life. I would read a biography or a nonfiction manual of how to do something better. If you uh, could play golf with any person, <laughs> uh, that'd be a great podcast. Questions you hate, and we just do all of them at once. I could do it. I could do the four. I could do the foursome right now. You want right, to do go it? Go ahead right now. Fuck it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Benito Mussolini. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe because of his role in The Gladiator. Okay. Is in Russell Crowe at that time? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Maximus Aurelius. Max, Maximus, Maximus Dismus Aurelius. Dismus Aurelius. Yeah, not Russell. Sorry, I mixed that up. Uh, and then I play with uh, Peter Dinklage. Okay. Um, at Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And then I play with uh, Damian Lewis. Uh, Damian Lewis. Yeah. From Billions. Uh, well, he he was in that, but I'm I'm referring to um, Dick Winters. <laughs> uh, Band Band of Brothers. So you yeah yeah so you have Band of Brothers. Uh, you'd have. Tyrion Lannister, yeah. and you have Maximus Desmus Aridius. Yeah, that, that's my dream foursome. And I'm fine. And for the record, we can we can post this because here's the reason why that's my dream foursome, right? Is like, could you imagine a squad rolling up to a tea box other than basically a World War II like mastermind, right? And just a team player all around. And then you have the gladiator who essentially is making sure that everyone's entertained. And then you have Tyrion Lannister, who's able to basically like solve all the problems about like, you know, getting the round, maybe getting some free shit. You know what I mean? What pro golfer is Russell Crowe and Gladiator most like? John Rahm. Yeah. The Spaniard. There's no question. The Spaniard. Ah, brilliant. I mean, that's, honestly. That's what they call him in the movie. It's true. You had that? You had that in the back of your head or you just did that? No, I just saw it. I just, I saw your brain. Did you remember in the movie, his nickname is the Spaniard? Yeah, I, now I do. Because he's know? got the horses on it's, the helmet. But so you know what happens Fucking when I talk genius. to you? Genius. When I talk to you, I don't yeah. actually see you. I just see one big synapse. Yeah, it's just connecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's more dial up than anything. Uh, Eric dial and I, are, Eric and I are getting our pickleball games honed. So if you're listening right now and you want to come to the campus as soon as it's open and challenge us. Uh, yeah, you can challenge me and JoJo, and I'd be willing to bet five hundred dollars in RGC product. You will not beat us. For the record. Yeah. I'm just, I, just straight up, JoJo and me, two-person team, mm -hmm. rules in play. We've got a modified court, so it's going to take some getting used to. There's a ceiling. It's shorter than a normal. Whatever. Figure it out. Figure it out. Other things going on this week. I want to ask you about your trip to Costa Rica, which, by the way, we haven't really talked about it. I have a small bone to pick with you. Oh, really? For going to Costa Rica, nice. as you may or may not know. I didn't know this. So you, when I went to Cuba, mm. the reason I went to Cuba... <laughs> <laughs> right, you were going to go to Costa Rica. I was going to go to Costa Rica there was a, the, there was night, a... the night before my flight. I was at a bar, right. and I got the call that someone, um, not with me, but someone who I was going on the trip with from a different state had gotten COVID. Yeah. And I so remember. at the bar, I was looking at my flight credits, and I was looking at a map. Which is not how you should book travel. It is how way. you should book travel. Yeah, it, is, it is how it's how you book many travels yeah. in your life. Type A fun, type one, type, type one type adventure, two. type two, type two, fun. type two fun. It's the fun that's not so fun. Yeah, that's the Cuban fun. But it leads to great stories. It absolutely does, um, and and it did. But I had like booked 
some tea times mm. uh, to play in Costa Rica. I would really been looking forward to the sunsets. So allow me to be vicarious for a moment. Yeah. Talk to me about your trip. And, and most importantly, why did you choose to go? Why was this your birthday present to yourself? Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to lean in here, right? I love where you're going with this. Um, Jojo, do you like, you like writing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I've been writing. I wrote a lot while I was in Costa Rica. Really? Okay. <clears throat> I don't know this. I'm not setting him up. For no, this, this is brand new. Yeah. I, I'm going to start a sub stack. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Substack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah sub, sub stack? Mm-hmm, sub stack. It's like a magazine online. Yeah. The more you talk about it, the older you're sounding. <laughs> get, get through it. Fuck it. Kids, come to my sub stack. <laughs> <laughs> it's free, sort of. Um, and I wrote something. So I'll read you the first paragraph. Yeah. Um, the title is The Road of Sugar and Dirt. Reflections on half of my life from a palapa. In the dry season, they cover the roads in molasses. Before I was told this, I had two observations. One, a black pebble stuck to my leg after flying up from the front tire on my bicycle. And two, that stretch of road smelled curiously sweet, but not like fruit. I didn't think it was asphalt. It was too thin. It was a dark brown film of watercolor laid on a canvas of dust. It was laid down without much care for the application itself, like a lot of things here. The priority isn't beauty. Take the simple playa, for example. It's a grand sand mall that takes one hour to walk from end to end, 25 minutes to run, and 15 minutes to bike, and it's a no-frills proposition. At low tide, it's 100 yards wide and 7 kilometers long. It's not a special color. It actually looks just like dirt. It's smooth as can be, with few shells and zero jellyfish. Thick, raw jungle guards its entire length, and the jungle isn't special either. A handful of palms rise up, but other than that, it's just jungle general. I'm not even sure that I would say it's photogenic. After a refreshing afternoon swim, I laid in the sand. No towel, no problem. I spent three hours watching the crowd build for the evening's entertainment. It's the same event every night at the same time. The actors on stage, in the order of billing, are the sun, eight dogs trying to catch two footballs being passed amongst eight ticos, a, sudden, a couple dozen surfers, small children perhaps experiencing the ocean for the first time, and general walking extras. It's very hard to tell who has been here for 20 years or 20 minutes within this crew. The audience, unaware that they are in the performance as well, is a contentedly mellow group of no more than 100 people. Half of them seemingly know each other and at times interact with those on stage. The audience is a group where no greater than 20% come from the same country. None of them have umbrellas, chairs, speakers, or tents. It's very un-American in that way, pleasantly. No one is too excited for the performance because everyone is actually here for the finale. And then, all of a sudden, it's over. The sun goes away again, somewhere down beneath that constantly visible horizon. A horizon which seems years away, but is closer than the width of the beach itself. The audience and actors recede into town for nutrients and beverages using the same molasses-covered road they came in on. I was a part of this nightly. It's either this or the last sunrise that I will miss the most. My stomach is growling for Costa Rica. But I spent a lot of time writing. And um, Oh, no, no, no. Let's stay on that for a moment. Okay. It's honestly like, it's. I think it's like 4,000 words. Yeah. (laughs) Grand Sand Mall. Oh, thank you. I really love that. And uh, something about the lines of, you know, all all these people waiting for the finale and then it's over before they, they even realize it's gotten there. 
I mean, you got to start on, you got to start reading audiobooks. We got to get you. <laughs> we just got to get you. It's funny, you know, obviously I listened to the show before I ever came onto the team. And every now and then, I've, you know, when you're in it, you don't think about it. But then, you know, you hear it again and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why, I, you know, that's why I listened for a long time. You know, that's why I was a fan first. I've told you the story, but perhaps if you're new to the show, you haven't heard. But I wasn't planning on starting a podcast. I had no interest. I disregard them. I don't listen to them. I, 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 I just never considered it until I had basically read these meditations for people involved in this experiment we were doing about meditation and golf. And someone was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, whatever. And then I went on someone else's podcast, Shane Bacon. And Shane was like, we did this podcast. And then afterwards, like two weeks later, he was like, everyone says that's the best podcast I've ever done. And I was like, I'll do your best podcast every week on the Eric Anders Lang yeah, show. Yep, head over. And uh, so, yeah, thank you. It's it's very beautiful. And uh, I was just waiting for the end for you to go, hi, I'm Eric. And this is, and then hear whatever the show's going to be. Well, on that note, um, if you're a student of Adventures in Golf, like if you've watched it, right, if you're familiar with the content, you'll notice that season six is a unique season. It's different than one through five, and it's different from seven in that every episode I wrote the story as we were there, and you were there for many of these episodes as well, like watching it go down and voiceover being sort of notated throughout the process. And so in a sense, for me... <clears throat> This experiment that I'm going to try, which is starting a fucking Substack, I have no idea like how to do it. I did log into. I made one while I was in Costa Rica, but I like spelled my name wrong, and I like need to fix it or whatever. But like, it's Eric with a K, twenty dollars <laughs> off any range. Yeah, I had two G's in my last name. Oh God, Legang. Um, and uh, but no, it was for me. It was a, you know, overall being in Costa Rica was um, honestly, I, I could tell the story here, but I'm actually going to say like. Sign up for the Substack. And the way the Substack is going to work is, I'm pretty clear on this, is you'll be able to read one article for free each time an article goes up, or it's a story, really. And then every time I posted a new one, if you want to look at archives, or we could even do like vlog content on there, and even like special podcasts, I was thinking, um, it'll be $5 a month. And you'll be able to like kind of dig into our archive of like, just things that we don't post on social or on the podcast or whatever. Um, yeah. And for example, you know, Eric came to me the other day and he had an 11 minute iPhone video of yeah. him predicting the future. Yeah, we would put that on there. That's a great idea. And uh, maybe even particular meditation podcast series. That's a really great idea, actually. So That's a great idea, if, Jojo. If you, for, for those of you, you know, because we'll give you a little peek behind the curtain which is that we are constantly at war within ourselves between trying to put out there the most exhaustive, informative content and the things that we know will get more engagement. And that's, that's something that we've, over the last year, have had so many conversations about with respect to our brand as a production company, as a media company, and also trying to grow and trying to really share and spread that mission. And so I think it's amazing to kind of diversify those platforms where if you're someone who listens and you want us to talk about things that aren't necessarily as clickbaity or as viral, there's an opportunity to for some breath in there. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a deeper view, right? Like, I mean, and, and it, what it is is like, it's a way of saying, hey, like we're down to do this because this is what we want to do, long form storytelling you know, different formats, uh, deeper things that like, like you said, the 11 minute 
you know, iPhone video that has the description of what membership is going to be that we recorded, that I recorded five years ago. Like we were joking at dinner last night. We went out for the the birthday dinner last night. And like, I was like, we should post it on social. And both Jojo and Peterson, who are in charge of social, were like, we're not posting an 11 minute video on Instagram. And I was like, right, well, whatever, just cut it down. But like, there are people out there. And I assume, honestly, it's a lot of you, right? Like you, I, I know who you are, right? You're listening to the podcast. I know. Who you are. Yeah, no, we have your IP address. You have a certain <laughs> set of skills. Not true, by the way. You have the ability to listen at great length to a sort of a nonsensical, totally, um, you know, non sequitur podcast, which, you know, honestly, like you're getting smarter because the more that we change the subject, the more that you have this kind of like, it's it's a skill that we use in interviewing, right? Is the more that you can jump around subjects and then return back, it is, it's a listening uh, exercise. And so, anyway. The Substack and those and and formats like that, you know, I'm excited to create to sort of really essentially have a pathway to work on a book. And you know, hey, I'm going to say right here, if you're a Substack subscriber, like I'll send you the free book when it comes out. Like, can I do that? I don't know. Like, we'll figure it out. But like, I want to create a little area where we can have a corner of conversation around what we're doing, and like maybe even share like the voiceover notes from the trip, right? And like go back to season six of Adventures in Golf. Like, I could share. You want to hear the audio memos from after the interview with Gaylord at Northwood? I have them, right? I have like 20 minutes of audio notes that like, you know, if you're a filmmaker, if you're a story person, if you love golf so much that you just kind of get turned on by it, right? Like that's what we're here to create for Valentine's Day. (laughs) Substack's going to fuck also. So I don't know when it's going to launch. But, you know, maybe now it'll launch by the time this podcast launches. How's that? Can we do that? I was going to ask. I mean, can it be live by Monday? Yeah, I'm sure. I just need to edit this this thing. This yeah, article. so so uh, head down to the link uh, in the description below this podcast and go subscribe to Eric's Substack. You know what's really exciting? What's that? I was So going back to the whole Substack thing, like I was on the plane ride down. I got on the plane to go to Costa Rica and first, like, first backing up. I don't go on vacation. I know it seems like I live like a kind of uh, easy life. Up in the air life? Yeah. But, like, the last thing I really want to do when I have time off is, like, get on a plane and go play golf, right? And it's just, for me, like, bringing my clubs on a plane has become a thing of work. Just like, for example, a pro golfer doesn't want to go hit the range on their honeymoon. (laughs) Like, it's not, like, in the cards for them. So, but for me, like, I still love travel and it, like, feeds my soul. And, you know, it's been a long year. I've shared it in different forms on this podcast overcome a lot, worked at a lot, learned a lot, and I wanted to put a bookmark on it. So it was less a birthday gift to myself and more of a bookmark of one year of growth that, you know, if you look at each year of what you've learned on your little graph chart, 41 was uh, 4x growth uh, return. Yeah. And learning, and and that typically comes out of challenge, which I wrote about in my little Substack article called The Road of Sugar and Dirt, which you should check out. But what's funny is I got on the plane to go down and um there was a woman next to me on the plane and we had the same shoes and the same backpack. And I don't typically talk to people on planes. I also don't not talk to people on planes. I'm more of like, Hey, strike them with a bit of conversation. Quick headphones on. Let's see you later. Right. But, and, but I've also met a lot of people on planes that I've stayed in touch with. And, um, Mike Shabala is one of them. Did I tell you I met him on a plane? I didn't know you met him on a plane. Met him on a plane two years ago. From Houston or? Uh, Austin to New York. Austin, New York. Yeah, I got on the plane. He's like, what's up? And we just like, we, you know, we exchanged numbers and we finally hung out a month ago. But uh, I met this woman named Maytal. And I was like, hey, we're twins, you know? And she was like, yeah, I saw that. 
and then three hours later they were like all right we're gonna start landing we had been talking the whole time i had cried twice like it was this whole like introduction to what this trip was going to be for me and on the call (laughs) on the flight we were talking about um i don't remember how it came up i really wish i had a recording of the conversation what was really interesting i'm sure tsa does somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a fun uh customer service email hey i was wondering if you have a recording of my flight conversation (laughs) (laughs) you know because i know you're fucking recording um they have a you know on united you could listen to the flight at the, the pilots talk. I did know that. That's yeah. one of the channel frequencies. Channel like nine. Yeah. The one time it was craziest to me is we were coming into New York and the pilot goes, all right, New York City, uh, United, uh, you know, 2112 uh, coming in. And they were like, great. Good to see you. They're like, take a left at the Hudson and take a right at the Tribro. And I was like, what? Yeah. You're like, aren't you using Google Maps? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, not national landmarks. Don't you have coordinates? That's why I could never be a pilot. I'd be up in there being like, bird strike. <laughs> bird strike. <laughs> dude, bird strike is a fucking brand right there, dude. How did that not get turned into like some meme apparel brand? Yeah, it should be. Bird strike is a great meme page. I'll say it. We're going to do it. Coming on Monday also. Um, maybe that's what I'll call the Slubstack. Slubstack? Um, so we're like, I wish I had a transcript of the conversation on the flight because it was sort of this like dynamic of, you know, those movies where there's a device that it's called a MacGuffin. The, okay. Is the MacGuffin when basically someone is like, like asking someone else about their life. And then the movie flashes back to that moment of the story they're telling. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. No, you're talking about just like a true flashback. Yeah. It's basically like a, like a, it's a narrative film that has a device of, of structuring the narrative around an interview essentially. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, um, the nesting, nesting story, Shahrazad yes, story. Exactly. Just like Princess Bride or Princess Bride. any of them. Yeah. Exactly. Princess Bride or, um, you know, something along those lines. And so what was happening was, is that I was telling Maytal the story of my life. She's a therapist. So it was like unraveling very quickly and we were getting into some pretty deep things. And anyway, throughout the course of like strangely being in a reflective, I was desiring an, an environment to reflect. And we talked a lot about like past relationships, uh, you know, like marriage, getting into golf, starting film, like getting sober. Like, I mean, everything came out and I feel like I owe her like, you know, some type of um i t- I asked her if she takes insurance she said no and i was like oh man this yeah it makes not, sense not, yeah not gonna work you're good you know um but it was this kind of like introduction to what the trip was going to be like in terms of reflection crazy coincidence anyway she was like um you know i was like i want to get into writing i'm going to do some writing while i'm down here i don't know what i'm going to write about but i want to get into writing and she was like you should start a Substack." and i was like i saw that the other day i have no idea what it is and she explained it to me. And now, if you don't know what a Substack is, I'm here to show you. <laughs> yeah, a Substack. It's uh, it's um, kind of like a blog. Yeah, it's kind of like what blogs have become, but it's a little bit more intimate, and it's an opportunity for you to step out of the uh, transient internet discourse. Yeah, and enter into something that has a little bit more intentionality. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, the name of the Substack should be Big Caption Energy. Big cat. I was thinking bird strike. <laughs> One of the two. We'll get back to you. But um, yeah, I mean, Costa Rica was. Uh, it was less about what happened. I was right? about. To, I was about to ask because that was going to be my thought. Was nothing happened? Did it? Yeah. Did it, there wasn't? I couldn't imagine anything happen except time with yourself. 
Yeah, I went alone, uh, and and um, that was a decision I made, which I was honestly a little bit afraid of. Mm-hmm. I don't travel alone. Yeah, right? usually a huge retinue. We roll as a squad. Just a posse. You know, what's the thing about it? So it's interesting. Like, um, for most people, traveling is like for holidays or or, tra- or like work or like a wedding or something. You know, and, and, and for us, travel is a mission. Yeah. Right? Like we, and, and so we don't arrive somewhere to go to a meeting. That's very rare. It's the same reason we struggle with uh, remote podcasts. Yeah. Because part of it is going to a place, meeting a person. Yeah. And I think this is why I really, I, my favorite movie genre, I mean, you know, Jojo, it's, it's sp- espionage Spinach. or military. Yeah. Right? Tactical. I, tactical. Yeah. Something where there's a massive problem to solve with no information. And one person who can do it. Yeah. I love that shit. I don't know why I'm fucking geeking. I can't watch anything else. I go from one more movie to another in the same night. Yeah. I went from All Quiet on the Western Front and straight up ran it back with Band of Brothers. When he said straight up ran it back, he stopped the movie halfway through. I needed a break. Yeah, he wanted to go check out what the good guys were doing. <laughs> That's what I said, you know? I mean, you know, look, I mean, a lot of people. Anyway, um, so when we travel, it's it's mission-oriented. So when we land, we know what the objective is like. Yeah. But we don't know what it is. We don't know where the talent is or the energy is or where the story is. And so we're just in this constant flow state of really like listening and um, and 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 high alert awareness, low priority on things like eating and sleeping, which creates more of a euphoric environment when you combine that with jet lag, language barriers and cultural, you know, um, you know, unknowns. You're you're truly in the soup. And, and as well, one of the really unusual aspects of the way we travel for work is when we land, we immediately meet our contact, which is a local person who speaks the language, who knows the landscape, and is able to present to us this world. And so as we do this, we, we really put a high value on the local, we call them either fixers or they're in the episode itself. And, and we put a high value on like, you know, like don't show me the fucking cookie cutter glossed over like, you know, like, you know, wallpaper version. Show me the drywall. Yeah. Show me the studs. Like, I'll, I'll show me the room that you don't want to show me. Mm-hmm. And anyone can become part of the story. Well, and actually, that's a really interesting thing you bring up. Um, you know, we're actually, um, you know, we have the hello at email. And that's very functional. So we check that. And you can access that email by clicking the link on our Instagram bio. But one of the things that we're going to do this year, and, and actually, it's funny you say that, Jojo, because you weren't on the call this morning where this came up. I'm also with TSA. I'm, yeah. I am also listening. <laughs> At an eight o'clock call with a German car company, and we're very excited to talk to them about like how can we take their mission of sort of redefining their brand as it relates to Random Golf Club. Which I mean, you know what Random Golf Club is about, but just to clarify, if you're brand new, you know Random Golf Club, as I started this podcast out with, is about community. It's about togetherness. It's about authenticity, and it's about creating a purposeful environment for the lifetime that we're given. Um, golf is one way of following into where that comes from and where it goes to and through golf to me is just a stage so if we look at um what we do on that stage we want it to be memorable and meaningful and um you know one of the things that i was going to do in costa rica was write my own eulogy which was an exercise that was given to me by someone else i didn't actually do it um i'm kind of glad because the first thing you said to me when you came back was i came back aren't you happy i came back i came back I said I would. 
Um, but anyway, we were talking on this call with these, uh, this, this crew of Germans about um, how we could bring more stories like Iona um, into the Iona episode of Ventures in Golf was engineered through um, a, a, a person who had been watching Adventures in Golf and had sent us an email about a story that we should tell. His name is Nat. Uh, Nat, if you're listening, thank you again for Iona. Sent an email and yeah, I was just culling through the inbox. Yeah, Jojo found this story of Nat about this like amazing golf course adventure. And then th- that's the most amazing thing because he sent it like a year before. Oh, yeah. You guys went. At least. And then all of a sudden we're in his car driving on this day long journey to get to Iona, which has a truly one of the most unique golf courses I've ever seen in my entire experience of golf. And if you haven't seen that episode, go check it out. Yeah, link down in the bio for that. But, um, Anyway, we're please reach out to hello at Random Golf Club if you have some story that you want us to consider telling with you. And and when I say with you, I mean with you. Like we would meet you and bring you into this fold and you know, bring you into the story itself because you know, um the kaleidoscope of Random Golf Club, you are part of what makes it a thing. Um this doesn't exist without that you us we. And that that's kind of a perfect segue into the next half of the podcast. Absolutely. Which is, well, you were in Costa Rica. Uh, my birthday present to you was I was going to Phoenix, um, where, of course, this weekend the Super Bowl just happened and the Waste Management Open. But uh, I went with our new community relations manager, Kat, and our I started calling him our artist in residence. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier to explain. Gabriel. Gabriel. And we went to Phoenix um for an rgc meetup unlike any i've ever been to and i've been to a fair number of them but it's again we always roll in a little bit late we're always coming in hot cameras gear eric and this time i got on the plane that morning i checked my clubs which that's new good for you i brought my clubs love it uh but i got on the plane in the morning with a book that was the only thing I walked on the plane. Oh, that must be a nice feeling. That was nice. I didn't have two backpacks strapped front, strapped back. To give you an image, uh, Jojo, when he gets on the plane, he's carrying two four-year-old children, one on his chest and one on his back, two like sort of human orangutans. And um, these are actually not living beings. These are backpacks full of gear. And one of these backpacks has this really annoying um, buckle that will literally prohibit it from going in the overhead bin because it's like a quarter of an inch too tall. And as you try to put it in, the buckle acts like a wedge and it just like literally won't go in. And if you try to put your finger in there to get it down, you will lose a finger yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. It, it ends up being a little bit like Banshees of Inishirin, uh, where it goes right to the bone. Um, <laughs> and, and honestly, the gear bags are worth more than some small children. So that's, that's the other <laughs> Well, I mean, children's aren't really ch- children's don't revenate generate any revenue yeah, in their true. current age, so it's a lot of investment before they turn around. Long term ROI, uh, but so I went with just I, I didn't go to work. Eric was very clear to me. Just you know, you're there to kind of experience and make sure some of the new people on the team get an opportunity to see a meetup who had never seen a meetup before. And I showed up, and we met our ambassador, Brett. And, and honestly, I don't want to give anything more away. because You hadn't met Brett before. I'd never met Brett before. But you were aware, and you'd been on calls, and you'd Talk, chatted. Talked to him on the phone, texted him a bunch. But we show up, and I asked, hey, Brett, like, just to him. I pulled him aside. Like, how many people are coming today? Because I've been tempering expectations with Gabriel and Kat. Because 
when we go to these meetups, they can range in sizes, but you know, I know Eric's not there. I know it's a brand new chapter. They'd never had a meetup before, just a little range session. And he said, we have 60 people signed up. We're expecting 30 more. And I said, okay. That's why I knew that. Yeah. This is That's why I say, I'm glad I didn't tell you that. This is going to be the real deal. Brett and I talked late one night and he was like, hey, can I pick your brain? I have some questions. And I was like, cool. Yeah. What's up? And we talked and he's like, what happens if a hundred people come? And I was like, you ride. Yeah. You go. You do it. And we did. We uh, we played all as one group. If you want to know what that's like, there's actually a YouTube video going out today um, about the 50-person scramble in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Please watch this video. Yeah. yeah. And Can I watch it? Actually, I haven't seen it. Yeah, we can watch is it, it. Is it good? It's good, yeah. Yeah, great. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. This was the first. So what, the, what you would be watching if you go watch this video is essentially the first of its kind, which you're about to tell the story of which you experience now. This is your second time experiencing the scramble format. Yeah. And man, when I said, I gave, I told the people in Phoenix the score we got in Dallas and they instantly got competitive. And when, <laughs> when 90 people are on the same team, yeah, that shit's like the Trojan War. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it gets, it gets real. Uh, they picked the course for that matter. Dobson Ranch was absolutely fantastic. And what you're about to hear is a conversation I had with Brett. Um, we talked about how much we missed Eric. We talked about uh, what it's actually like to be an ambassador. And if you have ever wondered what the meetups are, are really like or who the people are around the country and the world who make RGC work, I had never gotten that specific of an introduction and, and such a, you know, there's always so much more to learn and to hear it from Brett and also to hear his story and, and what his golf journey was, uh, was pretty fascinating. So I understand most of you are probably clicking away because Eric won't be there, but no, for those, for those of you who stay, it's a good conversation. Um. I, I will say a couple things. I want to talk about Brett, um, but I, I want to back up and say, was was Kat listening to the podcast, the interview? Uh, Gabriel was in, but Kat was was working the event. She was out with okay Matt and stuff. I want Kat to listen to it, uh, which I'm sure she will. But like Kat just joined the team, and like like Joe just said, community organizer, whatever you know. And and the the reason why I bring Kat up is because this this shift in Random Golf Club, which you're about to see in April and May is basically going to be a focus on how we deliver a real community experience to you on your doorstep at the course near your house, right? How do we create what JoJo saw in Phoenix? I can't go to 5,000 events a year, but we can have 50,000, right? There's no world where we can't create the random golf experience everywhere all the time. And because this way of playing is so seductive yeah. and so special, and so unique and because it's so rare and it just can't happen without some type of organization that's why cat came to join the team is to basically listen to brett and all of the other 130 ambassadors in the united states and really figure out how do we make these happen more often and what's really great about brett's involvement is you know i mean he's just he's just running shit right like he has figured out how to solve so many problems and 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 brett you know, they had their one year anniversary when he lived in Vegas with JR and, and the and the Las Vegas chapter. And I flew out kind of as a surprise. And my my highlights there were like, well, first of all, finally meeting Brett and JR in person. We played golf the next day and we talked about, you know, all sorts of fun stuff and, and just played a little golf and got lunch and talked about, you know, my plans for the future of Random Golf Club and and kind of like how I can offer them a better experience so that they can offer you. A better experience and um 
at the event, um, my favorite moment. Do you know this? Did I tell you the story, Jojo? No. At the event. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah, my favorite moment was um, someone came up to me and they were like, hey, um, my name's uh, so-and-so. I was like, hey, my name's Eric. And he's like, cool, man. Um, how'd you find out about Random Golf Club? And I was just like, I almost like, I almost cried because like I literally couldn't imagine anything that I wouldn't want to do more than be the center of attention in a public setting. And um, that has obviously happened in the golf environment, um, but <laughs> probably only so because that's not why I'm here and that's not what I want. And so I'm saying this to you because if you hear what Brett says and you want to create something like that in your own life, then you might want to call yourself an ambassador or a co-ambassador. And the reason why that's so important is because if that desire exists, I am here to create that opportunity for you to live that life. And uh, you can basically stay tuned to a call very soon on Instagram for ambassadors. Or you can also email hello at randomgolfclub.com and say, I want to be an ambassador in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, and you can email me um, because if you if you have questions for Brett, if you're one of the other 129 ambassadors of the United States, this is mandatory listening. And if you have any questions and you want to to hear it, email me and I'll connect you with him. Yeah, um, we're we're accessible. Yeah, I am just so thrilled to listen to the conversation with Brett, my guy. We've been a, we've been the subject of many coincidences throughout our path together throughout the last several years with Random Golf Club and. You know, I think, I, I don't know if he's going to tell you the story, but, you know, Brett basically had his first meetup and he was like, I don't know if anyone's going to show up. And the people that did, they're like the closest of friends now. And for Brett to leave Vegas and go to Phoenix was a big journey for him and his wife. And, you know, it was a, it was a big decision that they made. Um, but change obviously occurs. And one of the great things about Random Golf Club's community is that we exist all over the world. And so wherever we go, whether it's a trip, or whether it's a new life, um, we're there to carry over the value of community and friendship. Um, you know, one of the things that Random Golf Club is really seeking to solve is this ever-increasing problem of, you could call it a lot of things, but it's kind of most simply described in young men as like fewer friendships. Yeah, loneliness. Yeah. And so this idea of... Um, creating friendship for young men as we find ourselves more on the phone, more into social media, more into like, you know, uh, the, the, in the ja in the Japanese Netflix, um, you know, category, right. The, the way people watch Netflix is defined in different communities in Japan. They call it alone on mobile, right? So you're watching a movie on your phone alone. It's not why we were put on this earth. And it's really important to understand that like we make content, but the content is not the point of what we do. The content is more an invitation to join the club. And as we talk about the club, that is something that is very simple and incredibly complex. So as this club opportunity evolves, it's important to remember the main thing that we're here to solve. And this is the reason why waving from another fairway or welcoming the newest golfer or, you know, focusing on someone else's game more than yours is part of our like stewardship, um, you know, cultural pathway is because creating friendships is actually golf's biggest outcome. 
becoming good at golf serves you zero purpose in the world. Becoming great at golf, very lucrative. Becoming good at <laughs> becoming good at golf, uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Friendship is the greatest gr- gift the game has to offer. Great is even questionable, right? Because yeah. if you, it, they say that money and fame only makes you more of who you already are. Yes. And so if you've been brought up with values around just winning at all costs and money, um, you would probably experience a dissatisfaction with success even if you were the greatest. And, and we've met some of the top golfers in the world. You've met far more than I have. I would describe a good number of them as lonely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're isolated. You don't have a team, right? You have a team, but they don't actually perform with you. Mm-hmm. They perform for you. Yeah, and to hear some players talk about how at the end of the day, like they can all get on their on the jets and they can go together for a meeting when there's a rival league or anything else, but they're competitors against each other and they want to rip each other's eyes out. Yeah. So anyway, back to the loneliest thing. No, um, but no, I mean the, the the community's aimed at solving that problem through authentic connections in real life non-digital environments and no matter what happens to the metaverse or chat gpt or fucking i don't know what tesla's going to build next but it doesn't matter right there is a physiological experience of standing next to someone and experiencing what they're experiencing together it's why people go to the movies together why on earth would you pay money to go sit in the box with someone and not talk for two hours because when it's over you've shared something and movies and actors help us to create a, a conversation around experience, which is all life is, it's all religion is, it's the whole kit and caboodle. So when you have this opportunity to go play golf with three others, or in some cases, 83 others, that's the Random Golf Club experience. And so joining Random Golf Club is the choice you have, and it's free. And um, Brett is the person among people who make that possible for you if you're listening and you want to be a part of that please email hello random golf club. We look forward to welcoming new ambassadors to work amongst people like Brad and JR and Caleb and Dwanil and everybody from around the world. So please, please, please enjoy this wonderful conversation that I have not heard yet between Brett and Jojo, our master of ceremonies. What book did you read on the plane? It's called bad thoughts. (laughs) We're going to leave that there. It's my swing thoughts. All right. Before you guys get started, I just want to do a quick ad read. And again, thank you so much, Jojo for, uh, giving me the gift of allowing me to do two things at once for my birthday, which, 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 which really it was, somebody had to stretch next to those goats. <laughs> um, LinkedIn folks, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. Tell me about it, mama. you want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn job, LinkedIn Steve Jobs. LinkedIn Steve Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you're gonna go and you're gonna add your job and the purple hiring hashtag framed in what the fuck does it say? Then add your job and your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Got it. Okay, I got through it. Simple tools like screening questions. Basically, have you killed or do you want to kill? Are important to ask. That's the that's the only two questions for Random Golf Club. It's our holistic hiring process. Yeah, we're looking for values here um, or lack of. Anyway, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right set of skills. Oh no, <laughs> I can't. Can I just say that LinkedIn is an incredible tool? It, it's really powerful, yeah. actually. I use it a lot. And when the, what they said, like three hundred million people around the world. I think it was three hundred billion. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been. A, I missed a couple of zeros. <laughs> it's it might be billion. How many people are on Earth? Seven hundred. 
uh, this uh, past week, I learned that India has officially surpassed China in population. That's cool, man. Yeah. No just, jokes there. No jokes. We just that we think it's cool. Big country energy. Hemming it, hemming it, hemming it. Um, anyway, they make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right set of skills. Oh, we did it. We ran it back. Uh, you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses, which we are, rate LinkedIn Jobs, Steve, sorry, LinkedIn Steve Jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. The call to action is highlighted in yellow. And folks, it says LinkedIn Steve Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates. You want to talk to faster, post your job without drooling for free at linkedin.com slash EAL show. That's linkedin.com slash EAL show to post your LinkedIn Steve Jobs for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, on to Jojo and Brett. Ladies and gentlemen, I have my eyes closed. I've been told that I have a cool ad read. My eyes are opening. Oh, cool. Okay, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Uh, Anyway, now thanks to Babbel the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subs. Let's go, Babbel. Sell learning. That's a thing to do. Uh, There's an absolutely addictively fun... Oh, God. Watch out. Um, I'm kind of interested in this. You know, I've, I've, I've used other learning apps, which shall remain nameless. I tried to learn Russian. Uh, did I tell you about that? No. I was, was trying to learn Russian. Was it for a woman? Anita was Russian. She still is, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I tried to learn Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not for a woman. That was for business. That was, yeah, that was, I mean, Korea is great. Let's face it. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you're traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family or just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Um, I'm going to jump into this and I'm going to get, anyway, with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Not Arabic. Sorry, Jojo, but you already know it. Um, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and it, uh, oh, wow, it uses AI, so it'll eat you if you get a mistake. <laughs> uh, anyway, I love the 15-minute lesson. Uh, they have speech recognition technology, so if you go to, uh, oh, wow, if you purchase a three-month subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Um, so just go to babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L. Yeah, that's most more B A B B E L. So not the biblical and not the what we do on the podcast every week. Not the Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, Babel or is that Babel? That's that's Babel based on the biblical. Yeah, this is Babel with an extra B for. Did we make this harder for you? B A B B E L slash three Bs, two As, and E and an L, guys. Oh yeah, Babel. That'll make it easier. Three Bs for Babel. You'll be babbling your way all across the continents. If you use the promo code, though, you'll be doing it for less. The promo code is E-A-L-SHOW. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash E-A-L-SHOW. And you know what? Get some new words in your dish. I might just go Swedish, bro. Swedish? Yeah. Finnish irons, Swedish fish. This is great. I'm getting it. Velkommen. Velkommen. I'm going, dude. Hey, do. I love it. I'm in, guys. Go to babble.com slash EAL show to, to love it. Take it away. Okay, Brett. Well, welcome to Arizona. W- welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. <laughs> Let's address that elephant in the room or the elephant who isn't in the room, which yeah. would be Eric. Where do you think Eric is right now? If I, if I had to guess, um, Eric is probably doing like one of those yoga classes with goats. 
um, at a public park in Austin, Texas? Uh, well, he's in Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah. But I think he is probably doing one of those yoga classes okay, with goats. Yeah, yeah. It's probably just like 13 goats and just Eric hanging out. <laughs> he's getting some R&R. He's, he's on vacation. This is his birthday. Yeah. yeah. So I was his birthday yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Eric. Uh, my birthday present to you is you don't have to do this podcast. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, I think that's a gift yeah, in yeah. itself. Uh, my birthday to you is I'm sending you to Costa Rica. So you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're welcome. And uh, you obviously will hear you at the beginning of the show. Um, Brett, if you're listening, Brett is the reason why RGC works. He's, he's the heart and soul and, and people like you. And you were telling, you were talking to us earlier today and I'm, I'm just constantly struck by how selfless you are about what you've done for the community. So I'm going to give you a second to kind of introduce yourself, but before we get into the RGC of it all, the ambassadorship and what all that meant, I kind of want to know a little bit more about you and your relationship to the game of golf. Yeah. So thank you. Um, that's, those words are very kind. I, I, maybe we'll poke a hole in some of that today. Get to to see behind the curtain a little bit of this conversation. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. I, uh, I first got into golf uh, a couple years out of college, um, went to work for a uh, wholesaler and was invited to participate in a charity golf tournament, like a four-man scramble sort of thing. And a coworker slash mentor of mine said, you, you really should do this. You really should get into golf in general. And I was uh, kind of skeptical, uh, but went out, played uh, four-man scramble and was was hooked immediately. Um, someone donated some, a used set of clubs to me um, and I just started to kind of grind out at the range, um, spent a lot of time out there. Uh, Arizona State actually used to have this uh, kind of tucked away, um, kind of one of those, if you know, you know, a little hidden uh, short game spot between holes one, two, and three at Karsten because uh, I was kind of too broke to, to play as much as I wanted to. So I would sneak over there after work with a couple wedges in my hand and a few balls and uh, work on chipping and pitching to scratch that itch. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing about 13 years. Uh, my wife and I just moved here last month, uh, moved to Phoenix from Las Vegas. So, so school at ASU. Yeah. Bounced around, did a, did a year of school at ASU, graduated from, uh, school in Utah, uh, and then moved back here, uh, to Phoenix to, to marry my wife that I'd met here. Um, was looking for any type of work I could find because I was about to get married and, uh, needed to be able to buy furniture. Um, and so, yeah, got, got into golf there a couple of years later. And then you moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. Moved to Las Vegas. Uh, job took us out to Las Vegas. Uh, we lived in Las Vegas for about 11 years. Um, I'll be honest. We, we, we were not wanting to move to Las Vegas. It was kind of, we went kicking and screaming. We weren't really thrilled about it. Uh, it quickly became home. We, we loved our time in Las Vegas, loved the people of Las Vegas. Uh, it's a community that's near and dear to our heart and uh, we were sad to see it go but it was the right move and uh, uh, that chapter ended and the phoenix chapter point two, 2.0 2. reopened so it's a pun for those listening chapter in multiple ways uh las vegas what's the golf scene like there when you're coming out of phoenix yeah so uh phoenix and vegas have some similarities obviously there's some um you know, similar style courses. You have that kind of desert style course, unless you're playing maybe a, a pre 1980s, uh, course that had been built back when you could have a bit more grass. Um, but one of the bigger differentiators or bigger differences I'll say between 
Vegas and Phoenix is that Vegas, uh, Las Vegas kind of, you know, it's always got that draw, right? Uh, courses are able to stay busy most times a year. Um, summer, even it's 110 degrees, people are still coming to Las Vegas for their summer vacation or bachelor, you know, bachelor parties and those sorts of things. And so, um, there's definitely sort of a draw. Um, there, there are some courses that are considered less con- less considerate to locals, um, you know, maybe day in, day out than compared here to Phoenix and Fe- you know, Phoenix, hardly anybody's coming out here during the summer. So a lot of courses here know they have to take care of their local, uh, clientele. Uh, otherwise they're going to be pretty, pretty empty tea sheets come summertime. And then the people, cause, cause this is where it gets a little interesting. So you're out in Las Vegas. When did you first become familiar with what random golf club was did you come in through adventures in golf or no i think i stumbled across a few i was actually just having a conversation with uh, somebody about that this week i, I think i stumbled across uh, a couple of random instagram posts uh, kind of down the the instagram golf rabbit hole um and i think the style maybe of the you know of the content sort of caught my eye originally um i think that the thing that sort of made me hit follow and maybe said, ah, this is a voice that is probably one I want to pay attention to, uh, was the Justin Thomas, um, sort of, Oh, the, I hate, why I hate golf. Yeah. And just sort of the backlash and that there was, um, a lot of voices, uh, about that situation. This is, this was one that maybe had a bit of a different tone. And I thought to myself, huh, there's, there's something to this. And so, uh, follow that up, you know, with somewhat happened in 2020 and then, uh, RGC's response with all are welcome. Um, it, I was sort of at that point ingrained that, Hey, there's some, there's some ethos here that I can maybe jive with. Yeah. You and I've talked about this. We talked about this a little bit this morning and, and on the phone recently. Where do you see, how would you describe where golf is right now in the mainstream culture? I feel like golf has, has really, uh, has really taken off significantly over the last few years, especially, um, you're seeing, you know, it's, it's cool to play golf. I, uh, I'm in a group chat with the board directors from Las Vegas is what we, um, lovingly refer to these guys as, but you know, I mean, DJ Khaled is making golf content yeah, all right? the time. Yeah. We got to have him on the pod. <laughs> Someone asked me that earlier uh, this week, actually, I said, Should, are, are you going to try to get DJ Khaled on the pod? And if you're listening, DJ, yeah. you're, always welcome. <laughs> I I don't know what I would talk to him about for more than 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know that DJ Khaled and I have a lot in common, uh, maybe other than golf. Golf might be about it right now. Yeah. And, and that being said, like maybe he'd come on and, and he would, I'm sure he would open up my perspectives on a, on a whole lot of things, Definitely. but I'm just imagining any of his catchphrases yes. repeatedly like they're on a soundboard. Yeah. 100%. You know? And but, but he's a new voice in golf. And and you see that a lot, though, where people who are established in their fame or in their renown throughout a bunch of different things, whether it's Macklemore and, mm-hmm. and Enter Bogey Boys. Why do you think golf is so appealing to people as like a second stage of their lives? Yeah, I think you sort of touched on it right there with it's funny that you see it's the one sport that almost all athletes want to play or, you know. Uh, athletes from all the various sports will find themselves drawn to golf. I think there's an aspect that um, it's a challenge. It's, it's something that sort of can't be mastered. It seems like, Um, 
at least for a lot of us. Uh, but it's also something you can just do for a long time, right? We're going to have, um, you know, hopefully some people out today, uh, that, that are barely brand new into it and folks that have been playing for 40 years and they can play together. Like there's just not a, I, I don't know of a lot of, you know, situations where or other sports that you can have that dynamic play out together. I went to go visit my dad. I hadn't seen him in a long time. A couple of weeks ago, went down to Florida and it was his guy's trip. So it's a bunch of 60 plus year old men and just me. And we spent a lot of time on the beach and we spent a lot of time on the golf course. And it was a common language of sorts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd hit a shitty shot <laughs> at some point and they would as well. And there was a lot of empathy and compassion yeah. on and off the golf yeah. course. And it was, it was a way to kind of communicate across generations and so often in my time at Random Golf Club, especially at the meetups, you see people connect mm-hmm. in a way that you just don't at other gatherings. Yes. It's hard to describe. And what I'm so curious to hear from you, because I've always done it with Eric. You know, I've never gone to a meetup without Eric, which makes sense. It's my job. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's telling me to go to a meetup. <laughs> right, right, meet right. uh, what, it, what it was like to build that community kind of on your own and who you met along the way to help you do that. Yeah. So, and we should back up because if you're listening and you don't know what an ambassador is, how would you describe an RGC? How would you describe an RGC? Um, so an ambassador is sort of someone who's, um, you know, in a, in a market, um, that maybe has a heart towards, uh, facilitating building out, um, community, um, maybe sort of has a, you have have a bit of an event planner in your blood. Um, but you get excited to see those connections being made and you say, Hey, this is kind of a, this is kind of a cool way to do that. This is a cool, uh, you know, whether it's the brand or the content or the message, you know, it's, Hey, that's something I would like to sort of tie myself to and, and helping facilitate those situations. And so, um, an RGC ambassador is someone who, um, takes, takes the community and takes the, maybe the courses and some of the opportunities around and tries to facilitate those moments. Um, and so I've been fortunate to do that in Las Vegas and then we're sort of starting here in Phoenix. Um, pretty fresh here in Phoenix. Uh, but it's, it's, seems like it's going to be off to a solid start. Um, by that, he means we're having, he had a kickoff recently, but today you would say is the first event event. Yeah. Yeah. I try to draw a line in the sand to, to our folks that graciously gave us a chance to come out to our kickoff and sort of hear what our, hear what we're about. Uh, but we did try, we, we tried hard to, to draw a line and say, Hey, this is, this is going to be fun. We're glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of this. But what's ahead is so much different and so much more rewarding if you'll give us a chance. Yeah. And 60 people have have given you at least yeah. the chance yeah. to come out today and and we're going for the record we are we we're are going for the record i was there the first time 12 under at keaton park you can actually check out that video uh if it's not up today it'll be up tomorrow um today we're going for 13 under we are we're going strategic course you picked you strategic, picked a strategic course. i did pick a strategic course um there may or may not be three par fives on the front nine. yeah genius <laughs> genius 
And we need a hole out. Yeah, we, we do. We, we do need a hole out. Uh, I, I've seen, you know, I saw a couple of these, especially the young kids. Uh, when I say young kids, um, I'm aging myself because I'm talking about like 20 year olds. Yeah, just, just talking about me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, some of these guys, if they, if they bring the same game that they brought to our kickoff, uh, some of the numbers they were putting up at the top tracer uh, at the kickoff was pretty impressive. What are we talking about here? You know, um, we, we will drive a couple greens on them. Some of these kids will drive a couple greens on a couple par fours today. Fucking hate that. I mean, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. Why? Why am I not doing that? I'm athletic. Uh, you know what's funny is the better I've gotten at golf, the less distance I have. Oh, you're just going straight. And y- y- I mean, I wouldn't not that okay. straight. <laughs> not that straight. I'm just saying it just doesn't go as far as when I was like fresh out of college. You know, maybe a bit more limber, maybe about you know 40 pounds lighter, and <laughs> could just rip it. So today we're expecting at least 60 people to come to Dobson Ranch. And Matt, thank you again for having us out here. Um, anyone else kind of involved with that? Uh, it's a vibe. The clubhouse is a vibe. They're they're just playing music. They've got some cool brands on the wall. Um, a ton of bays, Top Tracer in the back. Club room that I yeah. did go and steal a 64-degree wedge from <laughs> just about an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, I just love to see, and it's a muni. It's a, it's a public it, course. Yeah, it's, it's a public course. Um, t- to be clear, I don't know that the, I don't, I think the uh, club room might be some privileged access. Let's, let's not, hey, don't show up to Dobson Ranch and demand to see the club show room, up, okay? Show up to Dobson <laughs> Ranch, tell Matt that JoJo said anyone could take any single wedge. <laughs> if he gives you any problems, just, you know, just, just cause a scene. <laughs> just tell him Random Golf Club told you to cause a scene. No, please don't do that and just be nice to your local muni courses. Um, so 60 people today. How many people went to your first ever meetup? My first ever meetup. So my first ever, you're talking about back in Las Vegas. Yeah. So in Las Vegas, uh, we had a range meetup first ever. Um, and it was five of us. Um, two of which were friends. I like begged and pleaded to come with me. Cause I was sure. so paranoid. I was going to be there by myself, uh, put, you know, taking pictures of strangers, making it look like there was more people there than it was. Uh, but no, there was, uh, there was five of us and we, we pulled it off uh, a couple of, and it was kind of a game changer for us. Uh, we were chatting about this a little bit earlier that uh, Vegas was special because not only did we have people show up, but the people that showed up were in immediately. Um, our first few events we had, um, I'm going to give them some shots. We have folks like JR and Dylan and, you know, Steven and John, just people who are like, Hey, whatever, whatever this is, I'm in like, what do we got to do? Let's, l- let's get this going. Let's get as many as people as we can on board. Yeah, it just went from there. Yeah, but just just put that into context. So that was two years ago. Yeah, that would have been summer of twenty one. Summer twenty one. So, yeah, h- however long ago that was. Yeah, who's to say? Yeah. Time is a flat yeah. circle. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a year and a half, two years ago, sixty people, and now this is your your second thing you've done in Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, which which says I, I'd like to sort of sit here and you know say like, hey, h- how great is this and how great is the job we're doing? But like, it also just says something about like people want this. People are you know, people get really excited when they go, oh my gosh, there's a chapter coming. I, I've been I've been watching the videos or I've been waiting. I've I've been hoping they do something here. And so yeah, the folks of Phoenix are excited. They're they're ready to get this going, and um, they're gonna they're going to cause some chaos. They're going to, they're going to give me some new problems that I maybe didn't have, which I, I welcome trying to figure out. Uh, but, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I love meeting ambassadors. I love getting to know people who believe the mission more than like, I think anybody, 
honestly, and I'll say this with my chest, I think more than more so than Eric often because you're living it, breathing it. It's not your it's not your job. You're doing it that much because you want to be doing it. But the question I didn't ask you this earlier because I wanted to save this for now. What I'm always curious about is what does success really look like for you as an ambassador in 10 years? Like what are you trying to do for your community or for the game of golf? Or do you not even think about that and you're just thinking about just just building building something or being around people, like-minded people who care about the same things you care about? Yeah, that's a good question. I would 100% be lying if I said I'd thought about, you know, more than um, a year or two down the road. Sure. Um, but yeah, here's what I would, here's what I would sort of say is success. Um, I, I love golf. Um, I, I think about golf, you know, more than I play golf and more, you know, th- there's not a correlation to how much I enjoy golf and how much I think about golf t- to how good I am at golf. Right. And I, yeah. I'm sh- maybe we can relate to that, but, um, I don't know of a better vehicle um, to just sort of facilitate community. I remember reading something a few days ago. It was one of those tweets that went viral, but it was talking about how the world needs what golf brings right now. This idea that people come together, you know, maybe as strangers, maybe not even have the same worldviews. They sort of start start off at this awkward, okay, you know, who is this guy? And next thing you know, they're cheering each other on and they're supporting each other. And, you know, by the time 18 holes are done, more times than not, they had a good experience, maybe to the point where there's, you know, a connection made there, right? And I have a, I think I have a couple convictions. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's my, my personal experience. Maybe it's my, you know, it's probably some of my faith background. Like I believe that we are, we are wired to, to, to know people and be known by people. Uh, my life, my early marriage is a testimony to times when I had people in sort of that knew me well. Um, my, my boss uses a term, the campfire people, the people that you have that you're closely intimate to that can sort of say, Hey man, you okay? Like you don't seem well and, and know you well enough to, to know when something's off, but also have the space in your life to be able to, um, speak into that, whether that's encouragement or that's maybe a, sort of a tough word that you might need in that moment. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer that we are sort of wired to know people and be known by people. And so the idea that we can sort of facilitate this community, we can facilitate this sort of, um, uh, place where people can come together and maybe there's a chance that that fire sparks and that relationship's built. I can tell you, you know, in the, I've, I've had this, uh, I, I mentioned JR earlier. Uh, we've become really close friends. He's, he's challenged the way I think on certain things. I think I've, I've hopefully challenged him and encouraged him on some things, but that all came because he showed up to a meetup and was in, and it, we played around the golf then we said, Hey, th- this guy's a cool guy. Maybe I'll go play 18 with him. And sure enough. Yeah. He was as legit as I realized. And it's like, we, if we are in this game long enough, you can probably think of a couple stories of that, of like, yeah, like that guy I met through golf or, you know, that connection was made through this. And so I think that like kind of the heartbeat behind a lot of this, I truly believe that uh, people, when you have people in, you know, in your corner that way, um, life's better off. And I, for me, like, I'm not going to make that relationship at pickup basketball. 
you know, if, if I tried to play beer league hockey, I'd end up in the ICU, right? Like I don't, I don't don't have, I I don't know of a better place to, to truly do that and to spend that time with people than on the golf course. Yeah. There's something magical and special about golf. And we've touched on it before the different people from different backgrounds who, yes. can, who can play the sport. It's funny. Golf is always seen as a barrier of entry sport mm-hmm. and it is, you know, clubs are expensive. Greens fees aren't expensive and it can be intimidating to go into even a, 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 your local Muni course for the first time. Um, in the same way that pickup pick basketball might not be, but at the same time, there's just no other sport where a 70 year old man and a 24 year old man can yeah. or woman or whoever can just, grab a pair of clubs and yeah. and go walk nine holes. Yes, 100%. And that's so special about it. Um, I grew up in Storage, Connecticut, okay. where I do not think there is an RDC chapter. Okay. I want you to g- tell me, if I wanted to become an ambassador for my hometown, how do I do it? Yeah, so uh, the first thing that I would sort of, in, you know, lovingly encourage and sort of prod you on a little bit is the why. Sure. L- L- you, you tell me, like, learn a little more about random golf club, Jaja. Figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you said you've you go to more events that are Ericless. You know, okay, so you, okay. <laughs> it's been hard. Eric stay in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, what I would tell people is th- there's a couple elements of it that you sort of just you um, you can't get away from. And uh, fortunately, I have a sales background. I know not you know not everybody does or. Um, maybe there's personality traits that this is a bit more of my sweet spot than some people. I acknowledge that, but like there's, there takes a, a grassroots sort of aspect of like going and like talking to people. Like you have to go to courses and actually say, Hey, this, here's a thing. Um, we think you'd be a good fit for this thing. Would you be willing to be a part of this and thing? W- what would you say? Like when you were describing random golf club to people, this is actually, this whole interview is a pretense for me to know what random golf club is. So I can tell my family when they ask me what my job is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. It took me a long time and there are still times where I feel like I didn't have the words, but when someone's like, I I would really just walk in and be like, have you heard of random golf club? Please say yes. Please please say say yes. yes, Because if you don't say yes, like I have to explain this thing and it's, it's like trying to hold water. Um, So uh, what I would tell people is it's sort of built, it's a, it's a community of golfers. It's built behind this belief that regardless of, you know, where you live, um, or, or what you do or how long you've been playing, you, you can belong to something. You can belong to the same club. Um, and so there are local expressions and we call them chapters as local expressions all over the world of, you know, golfers who want to come together, uh, build a community it's heavy on the community. It's, it, it's, it's lighter on the golf or uh, I'll tell them it's, it's heavy on the connection. It happens to be centered around golf. So golf is sort of the vehicle. Uh, but yeah, but we, we, we'd like to, you know, partner with you to host an event. Let's call it once a month. It can be on the range. It can be, you know, chipping and putting I, ideally in a perfect world. It's, um, us going out together and getting this group on the course so that we can, uh, have that connection. And there are some logistical hurdles to that, but as an ambassador, we're here to help you walk through some of those hurdles and overcome them and, uh, and, and create a place that people sort of fall in love with this game and, uh, build some great relationships. So I go out, I actually talk to people in real life at golf <laughs> yeah. courses. Terrifying, yeah. terrifying, yeah. but I could do that. Yeah. You could call them cold calls even. Cold calls. Yeah, wow. Cold, just... Sales background really yeah, does that's right. That's right. And then it's just from there, it's just kind of being persistent and 
I mean, look at Vegas. Five people. Yeah, five people. Very first five one. people. And then they had their they had their first one of the. Uh, it was funny. I was giving Jared a hard time last night. Last night they went back to Las Vegas Golf Center. It's a it's a, a little par three course with a, a double decker range right on the strip, and it's the same place that we had our first one. And uh, last night they were back there and had a, a really beautiful, you know, sizable group. And um, it, it, we were joking. It was significantly different than when him and I showed up and had to like, hey, can we get three bays together, please? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, who are you? You know, get out, get out of my face. He had like a velvet rope, a whole section blocked off. I mean, Vegas has made it, man. Yeah, they've they've made it. They're, it's city light, city of magic for them. <laughs> uh, okay, rapid fire before we close out this interview yep. for you. Um, where do you want us to film the next breaking series? Uh, we'll do it wherever you say. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's gotta be TPC Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. Okay. Stadium hole with. Yeah. Yeah. Getting booed. If you miss the green, the whole scene. We should bring out the community. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Really heckle some people. Okay. I love that. Who's your favorite golfer when you got into it? When I got into, uh, so it, he's kind of sparked back into a uh, conversation. Like the first golfer who kind of became mine, uh, I got into golf sort of after tiger had sort of been through a tough patch so mine was actually anthony kim anthony kim anthony kim i want to do a documentary on anthony kim so <sighs> he's a unicorn bad. okay stay tuned for the artisan series <laughs> yeah that's coming out yeah. that's the it's the it's the place where they made all of nike's clubs for pro golfers in dallas it was called the oven okay anthony kim was always fit there yeah and even after he retired, yeah, you know, he would just stop by and say hi, bring the dogs. Yeah, you'll hear these stories about mm-hmm. people that have Anthony Kim sightings. He's like Bigfoot. Yeah, you you know that insurance payout. Wow. Yeah. Who's to say? I'm not. I'm not waging it. I'm not. I can't wade into it because I, you know, right. maybe I have some inside baseball. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. And I well, I don't. It. So he's a yeah. He's he's magical to me. That's such a great pro golfer to have. Okay. And uh, last question today. Final prediction, and I'll update this at the end of the podcast. Well, you might even know it before. What are we shooting today? Uh, so here's here's how I'm seeing this. We are going to go um, eagle. We're going to go all birdies on par fours except for one hole out eagle. Then you think we, it's a hole out par four, not just an ace? Well, <laughs> we're yeah, just I getting mean, started. Uh, we're, I'm we're sorry. just getting started. There. I'm, sorry. I'm just breaking down the par fours. This is how my <laughs> mind works. Okay, so par fours, all birdie and an eagle. Eagles on our, all par fives. I mean, I think we're getting home in two on all of them. And then uh, I think there's two par threes. Uh, I think we're going to go birdie, and we're going to go. We're going to get an ace today. I am. Yeah, I'm that, speaking it. That would be hard to beat. Are we? Is the eagle we're making on the par four? Is it a uh, hole out or is it a drivable green? I think someone's driving either on the green or right off the fringe, and so you're going to be a putter, a chip in. Stay tuned. Yeah, find out. Stay tuned. Brett, any questions for me? Uh, is what it are, just like fix the ambassador program? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, what are you, what are you most looking forward to for today? Today? I'm really excited to see you lead. I'm really, really looking forward to, to seeing what that looks like, to be totally honest, because I haven't had that experience before. Okay. I'm excited to not work. Okay. Yeah. You know, I brought my clubs You did. and if you're listening to the podcast, you know, I don't bring my clubs yeah. when I go on trips. Um, and honestly, we actually, we, we have a lot of some new faces at RGC here. Um, Kat came out, you know, Kat is going to be someone that if you're listening, you'll, you'll get to know soon. She's our new community manager. Gabriel's in the room with us right now. He's, uh, the artist in residence at random golf club. Um, he's going to do some, some beautiful work at the HQ. 
and neither of them had ever had any meetup experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're, you're our shepherd. You're we're our excited. Sherpa. We're excited. They're all going to be like this. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I'm actually excited because I, I heard there's a rumor that Landon's coming, but I feel like it's not an official RGC event if there's not someone like running down the fairway to meet us on like hole three. And I think that might be Landon today. It is Landon. So he might've convinced the pilot to do like a, to <laughs> land on if there's any like long yeah. straight par five. Okay. We might, we might actually have to talk to Dobson ranch about, okay. You know, getting some divots filled from yeah, the yeah. landing gear or at the very least like an Uber just pulling straight up out of the T-box. That, that will happen. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised, okay. but Landon will, we, we could use him and congrats Landon. He closed out his, uh, his tournament opponent this morning, four and three on the president's Cup wow, circuit. Wow. So it's impressive. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you out. Welcome to the desert. Hey, uh, this will air the day after the Super Bowl, probably who won the Super Bowl. Uh, who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, <laughs> It's, it's here. I should know. That's Bengals and Chiefs. Uh, no, it's no. Chiefs, Chiefs, <laughs> I just, Chiefs and Eagles. Oh, I just I made some people really upset right now. Uh, so uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's it's here. I should know. So uh, real quick, my wife and I are actually going to the Phoenix Open the the morning of the Super Bowl. Cool, yeah. uh, because if uh, you know, unless you're just trying to deal with masses and masses of humans, that's actually the day to go. That's smart. or Wednesday for mm-hmm. the pro-am. That's, that's a good spot too. Anyways, uh, it, it, for my, for my boy Dylan in Las Vegas, we're going to go fly Eagles fly and we're, we're calling it for the Eagles. Okay. Upset Eagles. I love it. And Brett, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for coming out to Phoenix. I'm super stoked. For you.